welcome into the Wild Sports Podcast. We've got a special episode today, joined by Robert Munoz, of course, as always. And then we've got Wyoming-Football.com's Patrick Schmidt with us to talk about all, all of them, all five of the football state championship games. So really excited to talk to him. We'll just get right into it. Patrick, I saw you gave predictions for all of the games this morning. Which game of them intrigues you the most? Let's start there. To be honest, I mean, I think all five have potential. All five have possibility. But I cannot get away from the 3A game, um, Cody Jackson. I just can't get away from it uh, just because there's – this is the game that we've anticipated all year. This is like one of the few classifications I actually got right from my preseason predictions uh, where – we all figured Cody Jackson was going to be the game that we were going to see at the end of the year. We know now that that's going to be the case. And the first game between them was decided by a touchdown in the final minute. Like if that is repeated in Laramie, I think it'll be one of those games that people are talking about for years. So really, really, really excited to see what happens in that three, a game. And then right behind it's the four, a game. I mean, the, the Sheridan rock Springs matchup. I think, I think four, a has been a, a welcome breath of fresh air this year to have a little bit of competition. And the fact that both of those teams are here, one, it's no accident. And two, when they've played, you know, when they played each other back in the regular season, it was really close, really competitive. And I'm curious to see what, it, what that game looks like on a neutral field. When you say Cody, Cody Jackson there, I just kept thinking in my head, that kind of sounds like a burgeoning country music star. Either way you say it, <laughs> Jackson, Cody, Cody Jackson. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that, that's a game – I saw Jackson for the first time last week, and they – I mean – they look good on offense. How do you think they will – do you think they'll have any wrinkles this time around against Cody? Cody was able to limit them to 15 points. Do you think anything might change for the state championship game? You know, I think as good as that game was, too, what I'm, what I'm really curious to find out is how much they held back against each other. You know, because really, I, I wrote about this like a month ago, where that was a really, really big, important game with really low stakes. You know, basically, the only thing it really decided was who was going to go to Douglas in the semifinals. And that ended up being Jackson and Jackson, of course, won there. Uh, so it was a big game, but low stakes. And this is, again, what we all expected to see. So I, I'm curious to see how much they held back against each other in the regular season. And and how much more we can expect. The thing is with Jackson and their offense, the, the pace that they move at, uh, that is the wrinkle, right? They, they're trying to get a snap off, you know, every what, every seven seconds they're trying to get a snap off. And their, their, their pace is what throws other teams off. They don't have to get fancy. They just, they're, they just have to be quick and do what they normally do. And it just wears down those opposing defenses. So, uh, but you never know, and especially in a title game, you, you know, you let it all hang out. And I'm, I'm curious what those, what those coaches have got lined up because they're two great coaches as well and, and great players on those teams and loaded and experienced and senior-laden. I mean, all the things you want from a, from a championship game. Is there a team um, here you know, playing for a state title that, that has surprised you that you're uh, – I, mean, I mean, maybe a little surprised that they're in this position? Uh, I think when when we look at surprises, the, the bigger surprise for me was 
how the nine man season went and the two teams that are there with Shoshone and Rocky Mountain. I think Shoshone's not too big of a surprise. They were expected to win the conference. They brought a lot of guys back, but the team that I don't think anyone expected was Rocky Mountain. And Rocky Mountain uh, last year was supposed to be their year. You know, they had like 10 seniors, 11 seniors, some, some crazy number of seniors last year. And when they lost to Lusk in the semifinals, it, it was kind of like, well, that's the end of that era. Uh, and what are they going to do this year? And we figured they'd be competitive. I kind of had them pegged as a maybe 500, a little bit better, maybe a first round playoff loss. Uh, and then they just kind of hit a stride. They had that early loss to Shoshone and then just bam, bam, bam. They haven't lost since. And the other thing that stuck out to me about Rocky Mountain is I watched a little bit of their their week eight stream in their last regular season game against St. Stephen's. And they've got three guys on the bench in cr- uh, with crutches, you know, so less experienced than last year, three guys lost with, with injuries where they're on crutches and they're still in the championship game. I mean, that says a lot about what they learned and their ability to learn from last year and their ability to turn things around and, and make the best of bad situations, uh, even though they weren't expected, even though they don't have the senior class they did last year, even though, even though, even though they're still here. And, and that's, that's pretty cool for them. Do you, uh, you know, obviously Shoshone beat them earlier in the season, um, you know, but what's their chance going into this game? You know, I think it's better now than it was in September. And, and I think that that uh, they played, I think it was in week two. Uh, it was the very first game of, of the conference for both of them. And that's, that's always a tough situation when you know you're playing your toughest conference game in your first conference game. And it's in week two. That's just a tough situation. That's a tough draw for the schedule. Uh, and even though Shoshone won that game, I think Rocky Mountain is a lot more confident than they were in week two. It feels a lot better about what they're doing. Uh, and really definitely has a chance. And that was 20, 27 to 10 Shoshone won that game. Uh, second time around should be a lot closer because Rocky Mountain's a lot better. And sh- it's not to say that Shoshone isn't. Shoshone, I, I, I still think Shoshone wins this championship game, but it will be a lot tighter. It will be, I think, a totally different game. We've got some schools in, in the mix here who haven't been in the mix for quite a while who do you think that a state championship would mean the most to them? You know, I think there's two that stick out right off the top of my head. One is Rock Springs, right? Uh, just because Rock Springs has, uh, you know, they had that great run in the early 2000s where they had, uh, you know, the, you know, guys, you know, went on to play in the NFL and two, you know, back-to-back undefeated seasons. Like they, they, they were dominant and, since then they really haven't had much to get excited about. And uh, it's been a long time since they've been at this level. And I think that would mean just so much to them, to that community, and especially uh, the coach Lenhart. He's just been so close so many times with Torrington. And then now with Rock Springs, Uh, I think it would mean a lot to him as a coach. I think it would mean a lot to them as a program. And I think it would help. I mean, not that he needs it, not that Mark Lenhart needs any justification for him being an excellent coach. Winning a championship doesn't necessarily define that. Um, but that's sort of like the one thing that he doesn't have yet. And uh, sort of the one thing that, that Rock Springs has been, has been striving for uh, with the changes that they've made to their program to get where they're at. Uh, the other one 
is encampment in six man. You know, encampment, they, they just started their program in 2019. This is, and that was sort of like a test year. And then 2020, last year, they reached the semifinals, lost, you know, barely in the semifinals. Uh, and now they're here in the championship. And the reason that one means a little bit more is because uh, if you're aware when encampment got their program approved, the district said, you are free to have a football program, but we are going to give you no money, right? So they've done all of all of the uniforms, all of like the the everything that they've had to put together. It's been a community effort. It hasn't been this district giving them a bunch of money. It's been a community effort, and that community really supports that team in a way that no other community in the state does or has to. And so, if they can pull this one out, uh, if they can shock the world and beat Snake River, uh, you would. Uh, see even even a, uh, more buy-in from that community as if that were even possible, right? Uh, because no community, no team has had to work as hard off the field to make sure they can actually play on the field as encampment has. I noticed you uh, predicted Rock Springs to pull away with the state championship for a state championship game. What do you think they need to do because that's 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 going to be a, it's going to be a great game. You know, I think it for them it boils down to being ready for what Sheridan does offensively. Because Sheridan's offense, you know, they 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 bring a lot of different weapons. I mean, Colson Kuhn for Sheridan is is you know a pretty amazing back. But they they've got a lot of diversity. They've got a lot of deep threats. They 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 mix it up. They keep you balanced uh, defensively. That you don't know what to expect. Um, Rock Springs is very similar that way, but Sheridan, that's been their calling card for years and years and years is that balance. Uh, so they've got to come with a defensive effort that's going to match that, right? They've got to give defensive looks that are going to force Sheridan to do different things, right? They got to get them out of that rhythm the, that Sheridan can very often get on, on offense. And if there's a team that can do that, it's Rock Springs, because when you look at their regular season, there's a number that jumped out to me when I was going through this the only team that scored more than 18 points against rock springs in the regular season was sheridan right uh so and sheridan won that game so i think if rock springs can bring that that defensive diversity that defensive effort they'll be just fine what has me a little worried about rock springs is the the that their point totals what they've been giving up in the playoffs has actually gone up not down but i think that's because they're letting their offense loose (laughs) and they're just they're scoring more points. Their defense is just seeing more possessions against them. Uh, so I'm not too worried about that, honestly. But I think in championship games, um, how, how to put it delicately, um, coaches um, exit points tend to tighten up a little bit and you see a lot more conservative things happen. And I think that's going to be the case in the 4A game. You're going to see a, a, a little bit more conservative stuff happen, which probably lends itself a little bit more uh, to Rock Springs style of play. We're talking a lot about the state championships here, but let's, let's talk about the season as a whole. We love to spotlight kids. Who's somebody that, you know, burst onto the scene for you this year. I know I saw a lot of really good juniors across the state, but who's somebody that you're looking forward to coming back next season? So I think the immediate answer for junior who's coming back next season, a guy who really uh, has 
gotten a lot of attention is is Colson Kuhn from Sheridan, who's who's I mean, I think we all expected great things from him and he just has not disappointed. He has not let down. He's been uh, part of those things and and really stepped up and filled the role that that Sheridan needed him to fill. Uh, he's been really fun to watch, really interesting, intriguing. I think it's, that's been really, really cool. Um, the other person who, um, as a junior, really stepped up to me was Quay Jordan from Encampment, right? Who, you know, leads them in rushing, one of their top defensive players. And I was sort of trying to figure out, even this morning, I was, I was looking ahead because I can't help myself. I was like, who's going to be good next year? And, and looking and his name just jumped off the page. It's like, oh man, that might be the best player in six man next year, uh, and and definitely is already one of the best players in six man this year. So, uh, if Encampment's going to come back next year, it's going to be on his shoulders a little bit, and 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 it's going to be fun to watch that unfold next year as well. No doubt, no doubt. We'll be talking to Colson a, a little bit later today. Tease that for you guys. You know, this 4A game, it's really intriguing because it, it pits Sheridan, who is, you know, they've been a perennial power at 4A, and then Rock Springs, who's, you know, they're trying to get back to that level, like you said. What, what do you think it is about this game that just, you know, it lends so much excitement to it? Because I'm certainly excited about you know, the last game of the weekend, the last state championship champion that they're going to crown. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. I mean, what's most exciting about this game to you? One of the things I think about when I think about this foray game is the meme of Spider-Man pointing at himself, right? That they're so similar that it, it makes a lot of sense that people would be really excited for it. It's a one they're, they're they got similar approaches, like who's, whose approach is going to, to, fit the moment. Uh, two, I think the fact that they had a really close regular season game makes it really interesting. And then three, what you referred to, the 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 disparate history, right? Sheridan with its tradition, 27 championships. Rock Springs, uh, you know, definitely has tradition, but it's a kind of looks a little bit different. Uh, and it's more, their, their chart is more spiky. Like they have these spikes of really, really good seasons and then it's sort of a, a lot of rebuilding uh so that sort of history going up against each other i think is also really interesting as well and then the fact that we, we alluded to it already a little bit that 4a was just an interesting classification for once you know that there were a lot of like very close games up at the top and uh, like three was the magic number in 4a there was a whole bunch of games decided by three points right at the top and when you've got that kind of of parity, no matter who ends up in the championship game, you're going to get excited for it. The only game we haven't really touched on is the two A game. Um, you know, what do you what do you what do you what are you thinking going into that game? The two A game is going to be the most frustrating game to watch uh, because it's going to be a whole lot of between the tackles, a whole lot of, of hand in the dirt or hand in the, the black rubber pellets, whatever you want to call it, where I think the key play of that game is going to be a play you don't even see, right? There's going to be running backs going to hit a line. There's going to be uh, a whole mass of like probably 18 bodies all in one place. And then all of a sudden one team's going to start jumping up and down because they recovered a fumble. You're not going to see 
the fumble happen. You're not going to see who caused it. You're not going to see who recovered it. You're just going to see the ref pointing the other way, first down, other way. Um, and, and you're going to be like, oh, I guess there was a fumble, right? Um, and the reason why is that these two defenses aren't going to allow for big plays. And one of the things that I've seen from, from linemen in particular and level a little bit is that, you know, they'll hit you for four, five, seven, nine, and then 45 yard touchdown. Well, in this game, it's going to be four, three, seven, 10 yards. You're not going to get that big breakaway. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of, of, I think it's, it's defenses that can finally match what those offenses are putting together. And so it's going to be um, very kind of methodical and maybe a little frustrating to watch for three quarters. And then you'll realize in the fourth quarter, holy cow, this is a great game, right? This is really exciting. And, and I'm, that is my gut feeling on that one. It's going to be really hard to watch for three quarters and maybe one of the best games of the season in any classification in that fourth quarter. You say that you might also just feel that way because the game kicks off Saturday at 10 a.m. That's an early kick time for that. Yeah, one. that too. Is, yeah. is there anything that we haven't touched on about these state championship games that, you know, we should talk about or that you want to talk about anything at all, really? Uh, I think that uh, if we can go back to that two-way game, I think it, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that the, Lyman has won 18 in a row uh, and got a really long winning streak going. And I don't, I don't know how I've gone as long as I've gone talking to you guys without saying, you know what, we got a team that, that is trying to win back-to-back championships undefeated this year, you know, maybe going to win their 19th in a row and did so after losing a lot of really great guys last year. But, you know, when you look at this year's team and you look at one of my favorite players in the state is Roe Meekum from Lyman uh, and what he's been able to do. He kind of played on the, at like a tight end a little bit last year. And he moved inside to play line this year, uh, but has been a force on defense and, and has been really like, he always sticks out to me for Lyman. He's always really fun to watch. And, you know, he's kind of led that effort and he's, they've gotten a lot of help offensively uh, to fill the spots left by the graduating seniors from last year. And, what they've been able to do is take that one year flare up and turn it into some amazing consistency and an actual program. And I, I know Dale Anderson has been working toward that for a long, long time in Lyman and uh, they might be there now and they might be that annual threat that uh, Mountain View had been for so long in the Bridger Valley. There might be a little bit of changing of the guard this year uh, as if there wasn't last year uh, and and turning Lyman into that, that perpetual program, which, which would be a huge, huge, huge thing for, for that school, that program that uh, hasn't seen a ton of success prior to, um, you know, I don't think they've ever had a repeat championship in their, in their school history. So uh, some very big things happening in Lyman, which is, which is awesome. Now I know that you try to get all the games, try to, get people informed on every single game, every Friday, every weekend. You only got five games this weekend. So what, what's the setup for you to try and watch all, all of these state championship games, Patrick? Uh, well, I tend to saddle up right here in this chair, pull up uh, the NFHS network and, 
and of course watch everything unfold on Twitter as much as I possibly can. And uh, I usually order a pizza and it's, it's actually a lot of fun to just be able to be here in my, in my office and be warm, not have to worry about the cold and the wind at War Memorial. Uh, and although there's a big piece of me that misses being able to be there in person and, uh, it, but it's right here and it's going to be really interesting. And then once all the games are done starting Saturday night and into Sunday morning, uh, I have a big project ahead of me, which is loading the 2021 season onto all the team pages, updating all the records, updating all the files that I've got on my computer. It, it's, it's a process and it's, it's going to be basically all day Sunday for me to do that. And uh, I honestly can't think of a better way to spend my Sunday though. <laughs> So, so you get all of that done in one day, one day. Usually, usually it's loading the entire season, all the and updating all the records takes me the bulk of a single day, uh, if I'm prepared and I feel like I'm prepared right now. So, all my files, like all the teams that have already finished their season, all my files on my computer, all ready to go. It's just a matter of of, of hitting upload and taking the time to do that. But it takes a while and. Um, I, I haven't built in automated systems yet. So any web developers out there, hit me up. I would love to talk to you about making this process smoother. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wyoming-football.com's Patrick Schmidt. Really appreciate you coming on, talking state championship games with us. Can't wait for this weekend to unfold. Just thanks for the time, Patrick. You bet. And, and one more quick thing, Snake River, undefeated as well. Can't overlook those guys. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch with an, maybe an undefeated season in their midst as well. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you can follow Patrick on Twitter at Wyoming Football. Great follow. Every Friday, every Thursday, Saturday. Doesn't matter the classification for Patrick. He's, he's all in on them. Really appreciate everybody for listening to this episode. Really appreciate, you know, Patrick's time as well. Follow Robert on Twitter at armunos307. You can follow myself at Mr. David Graff. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. We've got Colson Coon coming up later tonight. We'll drop that one if you're listening to this one before Thursday night. Robert and I are going to talk to Colson. Then we've got something special planned for next week. Talk to you then. Baby
some notes and take some time on words to sign and shout out any suggestions, baby. 